When some hear the word marketing, they cringe. In fact, right now, you may have felt the insides cringe really tight in your own body because maybe you feel the same way. And the more authors I meet and get the pleasure of working with, the more I realize you are in good company. I'd rather be writing than marketing, Stephanie, is a typical comeback I get. And listen, I get it. Well, well, not really, because I actually love book marketing, but I, I do understand. <laughs> Many think marketing means more, something you have to keep doing, big and flashy, a drag on the momentum that you're wanting to make in your life. But I'm here to tell you that marketing is about reaching people where they are when they want you to. That's it. Period. End of story. Truly and honestly, that is the core of what marketing is. And not all marketing efforts have to be more than what you're currently doing. In fact, some of the most effective marketing tactics are simple and they pair beautifully with what you are already doing in your life with your book and your message. So this season of the Empowered Author Podcast, I am uncovering some unique and effective book marketing ideas that you can implement now, today, like right this minute. (laughs) Maybe not all of them, but many of them you can start planning if it inspires you. I can't wait to share some of my favorites with you. So let's dive in. Hey, I'm Stephanie Fegger and Empower is my middle name. Okay, well, not really, but it should be. I believe that empowered people empower people. And I am obsessed with empowering you, the nonfiction author, with impactful marketing strategies to help you take your important message and share it with those who desperately need it and want it and will buy it. As the owner and chief strategist of the Empower PR group and the author of books myself, I have merged my love for reading books and writing books and marketing books to help nonfiction authors like you with laser focused strategies and tactics to write books that sell, to promote books to those who need and want them most, and build meaningful businesses from empowering messages. Think of this as your one-stop shop for marketing insights from an author who has been there, done that, and understands exactly where you are. So get your pens ready because I'm ready to empower you, my nonfiction author friend. This is the Empowered Author Podcast. Okay, I have to just say it. Let's acknowledge the elephant in the proverbial room. Marketing isn't something you wake up every day and get excited to do. Am I right? Side note, I do, but I realize that I'm an anomaly. (laughs) Listen, I know you wrote a book or you're writing one, and you probably want to spend your energy savoring in the goodness of your book or your books and have them flying off the bookshelves at the bookstore. Or you want to write more. If you're anything like me, writing has become a necessity in your life. Your soul begs for it. Anything that isn't in alignment with that, outside of the occasional Netflix binge, okay, just isn't your cup of chai tea or any kind of tea that you like. Maybe you're knee deep in work that aligns with your book and its message, or maybe not yet. Maybe you're doing a nine to five career that you're juggling alongside with your book writing dream. And there just aren't enough hours in the day to do it all. If you're going to pick the balls to juggle, marketing might not make the cut. (laughs) I understand the dilemma. Truly, I do. I understand the stress. I get that too. But I also understand that the best way to sell books is to actually, I don't know, talk about them. (laughs) And guess what? As you're talking about them, you're actually marketing them. This season of the podcast, I wanted to uncover some unique and creative ways to market your book. 
but I want to start by clearing the air and coming to an unspoken agreement that not all marketing is icky. It's not all annoying or downright uncool. Some marketing is cool. Some is fun and energizing. And let me tell you, I really think all of it is totally worth it. I want to ask something of you, and I know it might be a big ask, but I'm hopeful you'll say yes. I want to ask you to shift your vision of marketing as something that feels extra to something that feels like it's merely a part of your everyday, almost like brushing your teeth, right? Except make this promise to me too. You won't become like my son who's trying to boycott that one. All right, (laughs) let's not go down that road. Because when marketing becomes a part of your day, amazing things can truly happen. You know, you can start to forget that you're actually marketing at all because instead you're creating connections and you're sharing value. That doesn't feel icky. You might begin to start carrying books in the trunk of your car so that you can do book sales in the parking lots when people become inspired by your message because the more you talk about your book and your message, the more people will want to purchase it. And you may realize that there are many stages to stand on. Many authors think that the only stage is the big one with thousands of people that are corralled around it and excited to hear your message. But I'm here to tell you that some stages have an attendance of one. I'll tell you more about that today. When you integrate book marketing into your current chaos, guess what happens? You ready? I'll tell you. Less chaos, more book sales, and increased impact. I think that's a goal to strive for. And I know that that is something you would like to strap for, I'm sure. So I want to share with you something that happened to me right when my book came out and how I actually intended to do something to launch the book and the success that I found along the way was a tad different. I knew my book was about to come out and I was excited to share it with the world. Now I have friends that feel very blessed. I have friends all over the, the States and beyond. And I have a friend though, that is one of those friends, I'm using air quotes, you can't see me, but it's one of those friends. You know, the the people you would call when you're having like one of the worst days ever and will pick you up, even if they haven't talked to you in a decade. You know, the friend that you haven't seen for so long and you finish each other's sentence to, the friend that you don't even have to speak and they know what you're thinking and love you anyway. And when you do speak, even if they don't like what you have to say, they still love you. That's this friend. And this particular friend I knew would be so supportive of this book journey of mine. So when I was coming up with my book launch plans, I reached out to her and said, Hey, I'd like to come to your town and talk about my book. What do you think? Well, of course she was like, absolutely. And by the way, I got a spare bedroom. You can come hang out with me, which is awesome. Now, let me give you a little bit of context about this particular friend and where I went. You see, most people get excited to go and speak on big stages and big cities that are flashy and full of potential. But my dear friend lived in a little bitty city, a part of Kentucky that many people overlook. She is a farmer by trade. She is running her family's farm business, and she has a beautiful community of people who are, as I now know, friends for life. (laughs) But many people who would publish a book and want to go speak about it might overlook this beautiful city. I didn't. I was excited. My friend was a member of the Rotary Club, and I asked her if she would be down for seeing if I could come speak. Of course she said yes, but what's interesting is I actually picked coming on one of the worst weeks ever. It was the week of a holiday, so I felt doomed from the beginning, but I did it anyways. I headed down to, and I say down because 
I live in Kentucky, but my friend lives much farther south than I do. And I headed down to her neck of the woods to do this and to share my message. I was nervous. I was shaky. I remember worrying if anybody would like my book because this was one of the very first communities or groups or stages or people that I would ever get to share my book with. I figured what could go wrong, right? Surely I'll learn from it. Now, there's a couple of things that I did in preparation for going down there. And this is what I want to share with you specifically. As I was planning my trip, I got to thinking, what are some of the neighboring cities that I could visit while I'm in the area or communities I could visit? I quickly found that there were a couple of radio stations in the area. And I wanted to reach out to them as well as their newspaper to see if they would be willing to spread the word about my attendance and my book since I was a Kentucky resident. I also uncovered that there was a bookstore not too far away. So I scheduled a meeting to talk to the bookstore owner while I was down there. So my tip number one here is take advantage of every opportunity when you go spread the word about your book. So I had a couple of meetings scheduled in place. I remember my trip down the very, before the speaking engagement that I was doing with the Rotary Club, my 45 minutes of fame, I had a radio interview that I was supposed to do in preparation. I actually was able to schedule a couple of radio interviews while I was there. And I was able to also connect with the newspaper who was interested in potentially covering my attendance and mentioned that they might come to the Rotary meeting. So I pull up to the address for the radio station that I was supposed to do prior to my interview. I notice that the address takes me to the grocery store parking lot. I start to do a little bit of digging and realize that the radio station is actually nestled inside the grocery store. I'd never experienced something like that before, but I got pumped. So I went in and grabbed me some breakfast, (laughs) a little bit of chai tea probably, and waited in line to do my radio interview with some of the most amazing, energetic, and positive people. It was so much fun. I loved that interview. It was relaxed. It was comfortable. And guess what? While I was doing doing it, I got to see people get their groceries. It was interesting. I'd never experienced that before. It was fun because during the interview, I remember looking out and people would stop in their tracks and turn and listen in real life. So that was a unique stage for sure. I finished the interview and decided to go pick up something, a drink or something for later. And I was stopped in the middle of the grocery store by somebody who had heard me on the station already. Now, whether they were listening in lifetime or they were listening on the station, I'm not sure, but they stopped me and asked if they could purchase a copy of my book. Absolutely. The answer is always yes. And tip number two for you is to ensure that you have a way to always be able to sell your books. I went to the checkout line to be able to make my purchase and got to talking with the person at the cash register about why I was in town. That person was so excited, opened up to me about everything about their life and their the joys in their life and the hardships of their life. And before you knew it, she wanted to buy a couple of copies of the book too. Of course, the answer is yes. And it felt so good on the inside that it was only a couple hours in of my couple day trip to a part of Kentucky that I had never visited, that people were so open and receptive and interested in what I had to bring to the table. I remember then navigating to the Rotary Club meeting. I was unsure how many people would be in attendance, knowing that it was the holiday week and that I also knew it was a small community. I didn't know how engaged their community was with the Rotary Club. And pull in and I meet my friend and give her like the biggest embrace possible. And we go and set up in the space, which was 
really exciting. I hope everybody in attendance couldn't see, but I was actually shaking. I was so nervous. If this tells you anything, pro tip number three is even though I do spe- have always done speaking for a living, and side note, I wanted to do acting for a career at one point, I still get nervous. And that means that a little bit of nervous energy isn't a bad thing. It actually means that that you're present in the moment and you and you know the potential of what's about to happen. So I got up on stage and I say stage with air quotes because I think we were sitting in a in a meeting room that wasn't very large with breakfast, I believe was there. And I shared my presentation that was about 20 minutes at max. I couldn't really tell how people were engaging and reacting to it, but I continued. Nonetheless, I persisted. And when I was done with my presentation, I shared that I had copies of the book there if anybody wanted to purchase any. I wasn't sure. It was almost like that moment that I put my head down and thought, please, nobody look me in the eye. Surely I have done good enough for one person to purchase. And when I looked up, there was a line out the door. I think 99% of the people there bought a book or two or three. I was really surprised because my book, if you were to go pick up Color Today Pretty or look at it online on Amazon, you will notice it's got a girly vibe. It's pinks and purples and even has the font with its a script font. And so I'm unapologetically focused on women with my book's message. And yet most of the people in attendance at this event were men. And most of the people in the line were men too. I started to realize that you can't judge a book by its cover, even though I know people do literally with books. But when you look at an opportunity, you have to be open-minded to what might come of it. Even though the message was probably skewed more towards women, because that tends to be the message of Color Today Pretty, that doesn't mean that the book itself doesn't have value for more, for greater impact, because it did. I started to ask questions about why these individuals were excited to read the book. And I uncovered a lot of things. I uncovered that the message of perspective, which is baked into the DNA of my manuscript, is something we all need. And it connects all of us. I also uncovered too that many of the individuals that were in line were not just buying the book for themselves, but buying it for their loved ones. There was one male in line, I remember uh, specifically, who told me that He was purchasing the book as a gift for his daughter. And I uncovered through conversation that the book was going to be used as a conduit to open conversation that maybe he's never been able to have with her. I was pumped. (laughs) It was such an amazing event. I just, even today, I sit back and I think about how that Rotary Club presentation energized me. I left that meeting energized and my friend and I decided to go grab lunch. She took me to a place in her community that is known for some really amazing food, but also beautiful kind of architecture and a vibe that is within the space. We walked in and the people there that were serving us happened to be the owners and they could see the energy that we brought to the table. Now, pro tip number four, a community size actually means nothing. In fact, the smaller the community, the more close knit it was. My friend knew the owners and knew the space, opened up conversation, and the owners could tell our energy and purchased a couple of books. It was amazing. (laughs) I loved it. The food was great. The energy was great. And spreading the message was even better. I believe at that point, my friend had to go do some work. She left me for a bit and I ventured around the city and I found actually the library. I headed over there to do some work because I love libraries. 
I don't know if you do, but I love libraries, just sitting amongst all of the books of and written by amazing people who have dedicated so much of their time over the years just makes me happy. So I pull up my computer and I sit down to start working and I'd have this idea. Hey, I don't know. I wonder if I could ever help this library. Like, I wonder if there would be any value for something that I could bring to the community. I'd love to come back. I'd fallen in love with the community and the people at this point. I knew they were going to be a part of my to-do list and my ability to come back in the future. So I found the head librarian and told her what I was doing and just asked if there was anything I could do to help in the future. Well, I'm sitting here thinking about the future and she's sitting here thinking about the now. Of course, she said, sure, let's talk about the future, but I want your book. Do you have any copies? Uh, Yes. The answer is yes, I do. And I went out and not only did she want a couple of copies, but she was willing to buy them. I know there's this illusion that in the library space that you have to donate copies of your book. And that's not true. There's actually a budget there. And this librarian was pumped. She bought so many copies for herself, her family, and pro tip number five, libraries actually, many of them actually have a space dedicated to local authors. And because I was an author that was based in Kentucky, they wanted to put my book on the bookshelf. I did not have this planned at all but it was amazing. And you know what else is amazing? I actually forgot to tell you about how amazing the event was at the Rotary Club. The the newspapers showed up and they followed me and did a story on me. And it was like I was some local celebrity. Little did they know I was nobody special at all, but they were so excited that, that somebody outside of the area had come in to talk about their amazing book and what they were doing and the impact that could make on other people. That night, my friend and I had coordinated a creative therapy event at her local church. And you guessed it, more books were sold. At this point, I called my husband because I was in a pickle. I had actually sold so many books that I was afraid I was going to run out of books before I got to the bookstore the next day. And I didn't have any more room in my wallet. People were so generous. So many people were actually giving me a tip for coming down. So here we were, you know, the book at a certain price point and so many people were saying, keep the change, keep the change. It's worth every penny. So I had to call my husband and remind him about where I was putting the cash so I wouldn't forget it when I got home. (laughs) That's a good problem to have. The next morning I woke up and had the opportunity to go be on another radio station prior to going to my final destination, which was a bookstore in a neighboring city. I had an interview at a radio station and absolutely we have become lifelong friends with the radio host. But before that interview, which was fantabulous, somebody stopped me in the hallway at the radio station. It just so happened to be an individual who had participated in the meeting the day prior at the Rotary Club. And he stopped me and he said, I have read your entire book. I looked at him with these big eyes thinking, well, surely you had gotten the book like before. He goes, nope, I bought it yesterday. I read it all. I stayed up all night reading it. It is amazing and beautiful. And oh my gosh, I need a couple more copies. I have other people that I need to give it to. I I swear to y'all at this point, I was just like picking my jaw up off the ground. How could, I couldn't have planned any of this to happen. And again, the beauty of a close knit community really was fantastic. 
the last stop on my trip to this part of this amazing part of Kentucky was at a bookstore. And I was able to coordinate a book signing and actually was able to collaborate with the bookstore owner to see if she would put a couple of my copies of my book on sale in her bookstore, which she graciously said yes. That part of the day was just fantastic and relaxing. And I got to meet so many amazing people who were coming into the bookstore to get gifts or peruse the books, enjoy life and meet me along the way. I share this story with you for several reasons. The first is because I think a lot of people overlook opportunities that might seem tiny. You know, in the grand scheme of things, I live on the outskirts of a large city in Kentucky. One would think hosting a book launch event or reaching out to the Rotary Club here in my community would have been a great place to start. But the problem was I didn't know anybody that was a part of it. I did know somebody that was a part of the Rotary Club in a different community, and she was more than excited to allow me to come and speak. Another thing that I found out to be really meaningful from this experience was the fact that this was a win-win on so many levels. You know, that friendship I was talking about, I had told my husband, if nobody comes and nobody buys books, it's okay because I just honestly wanted an amazing reason to go see my friend that I hadn't seen in a while. I got to do that and I got to spread the message of my book and sell books along the way. That was beautiful. But in addition, I just, I want to encourage you to not overlook any opportunity. You see, I was headed to that part of the state and I didn't take for granted any aspect of my attendance being there. In fact, I embraced it. I sought out media in the market. I evaluated bookstores and libraries and everywhere in between and just was me along the way. You see, marketing doesn't have to be anything separate. In fact, it shouldn't be. It should be integrated. And when marketing is integrated, talking about it comes naturally. It's easy. It feels right because you're giving value. I didn't feel like I was selling books when I was in this part of Kentucky with my friend. I felt like I was gifting a message. And it just so happened that the side effect of that was selling so many books, I didn't know where to keep all the cash. Now, I'm not saying you have to travel to do effective book marketing efforts. However, if you want a reason to travel, you can blame me. Let this be it. What I am saying is to go after your warm leads first. Warm leads. So much easier to convert a warm lead than a cold lead. Do you know someone who would love to help you? Can they connect you? Are they a part of a community that would welcome your message? If so, you ready for the most riveting thing I'm going to tell you today? Ask them to. I also want to encourage you to not take for granted what is right at your fingertips. Do you think you might come in contact today with someone who could benefit from your book? Um, let me tell you the answer is yes, you can. Do you think you could find yourself around someone who might be a decision maker who would want to know more about your message? I'm going to guarantee it. But if you don't talk about your book and you don't go out on a limb and connect with people, you might just miss an opportunity to sell so many books that you have to call your better half to tell them where you are stashing the cash. 
<laughs> I know I did, and I would love that for you. Now, I realize that marketing is my forte. You may be saying, Stephanie, I would never have thought to do all of that. No sweat, I'm, I'm up for helping you. Our marketing strategy sessions are a great resource to help you uncover who to ask for help and how to fully leverage that opportunity. And I would love to help you. Visit empowerprgroup.com slash marketing strategy session to get on the books and we can chat. Book marketing doesn't have to be something altogether different from what you are already doing on the daily. In fact, I'd love to challenge you to integrate it into your everyday right now. So my question for you today is this, what is one thing that you can do today to continue to spread the word about your important message? You ready for a hint? Here's your hint of the day. Why not call a friend that you haven't spoken to for way too long and ask her for help? I'm not a betting gal, but if I were, I'd bet she would say absolutely. All right, empowered author, you know the drill. I am a believer that empowered people empower people. I've empowered you. Now it is your turn to empower others.